0: Living below your means and operating costs below your means there is so important. Like it's, it's like the key to longevity there.
1: You know, I'm very fortunate. I my business model is I have a very small office. It's just me and I, and I rent out to like personal trainers and I rent out to other physical therapists, but they don't they're not my employees. Like, they're just kind of like, you know, they're just renting out my space. And uh, I'm very fortunate because my overhead is very low. And, you know, when, whenever you start a business, all the basic principles apply. You want your overhead low, you want your location to be the best, and also you need to have like a five-month, six-month kind of, just like in your bank account, of operational costs. You know, and I set myself up for that, and, you know, it takes a lot of stress off you.
0: One. Hey guys, Maestro here, and thank you for joining us with, for yet another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I have with me a super special guest. He is a physical therapist, or a doctor of physical therapy, I guess that's what we go by. Uh, he owns his own practice. He is in the thick of things, in the heart of things, living in New York City. Uh, I went to PT school with him, and quite frankly, he changed my life. But I'll, I'll talk more about that later on. Without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend, Dr. Peter Huang. Peter, welcome.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, Sean. The millions of listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: millions. Millions. Of listeners. You're so famous now, though, you know, like I went to one of your pint nights. I had to wait online to talk to you. That was crazy.
0: This man <laughs> lies. This man, this man <laughs> tells lies. This man tells lies. So, Doctor Peter, I I'm gonna just honestly flip the the mic over to you, uh, and if you could tell the folks who you are, more more specifically, your your life as a physical therapist.
1: Whoa. Um, well, <laughs> I am a. Private clinic owner out in f- the financial district. Uh, I do one on one physical therapy, mostly uh, orthopedics, sports. I treat a dance company. I treat combat That's athletes. Awesome. I treat weekend warriors. Uh, I treat Wall Street guys and, yeah, computer people, you know.
0: It's like, we're going to talk more about this because there's like no niche there, which I actually really like. But uh, keep going with that. How did you get into doing your own thing, having your own practice?
1: Man, um, you know, I always wanted to run my own business. You know, I think that was one of my biggest reasons why I went to physical therapy school. Like I wanted my business, you know, what's the fastest track to kind of open up my own shop. And also just kind of, you know, in the beginning, you know, the first three years of uh, your PT career and you went through it. Uh, everyone goes through it. You're kind of like bottom of the totem working at big companies and mills. And, you know, I, it it just came to a point where I was just not proud of my work. Like, uh, I remember Mm -hmm. one time, a friend of mine, like sprained his ankle and was like, Peter, I want to come see you. And I kind of was like, "Eh, you know, yeah, you know, like, I got like, 17 people on the schedule I don't know if I could like see you like I was kind of like not proud of my my work and you know I, I kind of hit a wall and was like you know what like I'm gonna really just kind of you know put all my energy into opening up my own thing doing my own thing and just like do something that I'm proud of like make it my own uh, you know offer something that it's, is different and uh it's high quality and then i could just like hang my head on and be like hey this is me
0: that is i don't think anyone said that on the on the show but i know that that's going to resonate with so many people where you just aren't necessarily proud of what you're doing you're doing the best you can but you know you could do better like that's such a phenomenal just story there With like well you had a friend that came and you're like actually so how long after you graduated Uh, Like I said, guys, I went to school, Peter. So we graduated in 2010. How long after that did you start your own thing?
1: Um, I started my own. I uh, I started, I think it was like 2.75 years after I got, (laughs) (laughs) I started working. (laughs) Uh, It was right before direct access. Uh, In New York, York, you need three years uh, before you get direct access. And that means you could just kind of like see somebody without a prescription for about a month. Uh, so, uh, I remember it was right before then. Um, I started my own thing. I started like really small. Uh, it was like one of the toughest summers of my life. Uh, but it was also okay. one of the most important because I was literally had like $10 in my pocket, like my back against mm-hmm. the wall on the ropes, just like s- surviving. And just like every, I was just in it to win it. When you're, when you have nothing and you're like basically surviving, it's you're you're something happens where you're just in it to win it, and everything you do, yeah. you put everything into it. And that summer, I learned a lot about myself. I learned, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, but also, you know, I just worked the most. I think that summer as well. That's and uh, yeah, and I started small. I start one of my really good friends and mentor he, mentors. He let me use his PT office uh, to see like mm. my you know my like patient following and I slowly grew it and he uh, you know he uh, he allowed me to take all those patients with me after that you know and I that's thank him. amazing yeah no one who does that nobody does that you know
0: exactly and, I guess so. how did you get those first patients? Uh,
1: um, you know, I, to be honest with you, those first patients I probably just met going out like. Yeah. Going to like That's my so friend's amazing, birthday, Peter. you know, and they're like, oh, you're a physical wow. therapist. Well, uh, uh, you know, I have this injury or I'm get, I have this surgery. Oh, where do you work? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, let me let me get your card. It's amazing. Back then we had cards. We didn't have Instagram now we have instagram you're right you know so, it wasn't a thing yeah like, <laughs> I, back then i used to we're have so to old. order cards all the time i i haven't ordered cards in like three years Dude, i have a stack and yeah. i'm like what the hell what, do we i'm do just with gonna this? make Somebody a it rain from of my uh, roof <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that is so valuable though i mean it's funny because right now it's not funny but right now like we're quarantined and so there's no like you know face-to-face stuff um, and I'm thinking about this episode just being, you know, try, I'm not so concerned with having podcast episodes be evergreen. I think it's actually really cool to listen to them in real time and then listen to them later, and you're like, "Wow, that's what was going on then." But it's really interesting to hear that because I, I think that's one of the things that people don't do enough of, of just true networking, of like just meeting people and telling people what you do and who you are. You know, one of my biggest gripes is that I see, you know, physical therapists on Instagram arguing with each other meanwhile their next door neighbors don't know that they can help them with their you know debilitating chronic back pain they have no idea they even exist and what they do so it's really cool to hear that you're like i mean i'm also not surprised if you guys knew peter or once you get to know peter you would be like oh yeah it makes that makes total sense he's, he's that guy that's that's so you can you said about a mentor when you were starting did you did he help you with like the the financial side of like knowing to like invest this and buy this stuff? Like how did you learn that?
1: Uh you know, you just you just kind of go along. Uh and you know, you you're going to learn a lot in the in the first couple of years of uh, being a physical therapist and you know, actually, you know, that that year that I quit my job cuz I I was burnt out and I started doing my own thing. I had a, all these little part-time jobs. Because at the time, I think uh, Aaron, our our other classmate, mm-hmm. he had like three part time jobs making yes. the same amount of money that he was making uh, as a salaried physical therapist. Yep. And uh, I, I had three part time jobs, but I was also interviewing other part time jobs. But I was also secretly picking everyone's business, you know, model and uh, brains, and like looking at their
0: mm-hmm.
1: office uh, setups and. Uh, but also I learned a lot from my mentor and uh, he kind of like taught me like the billing and pricing. And, you know, he, he also like, kind of, he, he's like one of those, like, yeah, you know, like orthopedic, like, you know, he, he was like, ah, maybe you don't want to market to orthopedists or orthopedic surgeons Mm -hmm. because they kind of have their own guys, you know? So it's like, don't waste your time there. Maybe, maybe, you know, like, uh, you know, do this Brazilian Jiu Jitsu school, or you yeah. know this CrossFit gym, and do some free kind of like FMS screening and things like that, and uh, you know, uh, kind of told told me some tricks of the trade in the beginning, and uh, worked out.
0: I love it. I want to come back to that and kind of the marketing side and things, but I want to dive into Rona. Um, one of the reasons I, one of the many reasons you guys that I brought Peter on uh, is because, like I said, he has his own practice and he is literally in the heart of things right now. He's, his office is in the financial district of New York City. and We know that New York City is kind of getting crushed. Um, and he did have to close, obviously, and he's still closed. Um, and so I thought it'd be really interesting just to hear, you know, from the business side, from a, a therapist that's in it. My practice is not a practice, obviously, it's very different. Um, and so I can have my opinions on things, but it's not the same as someone who, earns a living by treating people and then that, you know, now can't. Um, so I wanted to bring him on to talk about that and just like, you know, Peter, what what was that like, one, having to close and two, like where are you at now?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, New-, New York City, I think, had a shelter in place kind of um, set up March 20th and I saw my last patient March 12th. So I, I closed. uh mm like uh, eight days before, just because that's my man. Uh, it, it was just wasn't worth it. You know, like, uh, mm-hmm. I knew what was happening. I also, you know, I'm, I'm Korean. So I knew what my family was going through in Korea. Right. Like Daegu is like my mom's yeah. uh, hometown, you know, and that's oh. where they, they had their, uh, big Corona outbreak okay so okay. you know and just being in the medical field you kind of know what's up like we did all those chemistry exams where we like took bacteria <laughs> and like put in a petri dish and it's like spreading like crazy and, thank you you know yes. like i was just like what are what are, <laughs> what are we doing you know so i i close shop early because it just you know it would devastate me if i had one of my patients get sick you know yeah. um so yeah close close down kind of you know i'm very fortunate i my business model uh is i have a very small office it's just me i have a uh, you know it, i do everything i have some you know mm-hmm. part-time help here and there shout out to masha my uh, office part-time person uh, she's amazing but um yeah so and i and i rent out to like personal trainers and i rent out to other physical therapists but they don't they're not my employees like they're just kind of like yeah. You know, they're just renting out my space Renting space and uh, I'm very fortunate because my overhead is very low. So, and you know, when, whenever you start a business, all the basic principles apply, you want your overhead low, you want your location, location, location to be the best. And also you need to have like a five month, six month kind of, um, you know, you know, just like in your bank account of operational costs, you know, and yes, you know, and I set myself up for that and, you know, takes a lot of stress off you if you have that cushion. Um, Now we also have uh, different loans that the uh, SBA and the government is offering. So we have the PPP loan and then the EIDL loan, and those are things that I'm working on as well, which gives me uh, some more added buffers, you know, Mm -hmm. to keep this business running. Or up and being able to pay like my rent and my uh, operational costs, and because so eventually bit, things are going to go back, right? Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, depending on how Peter, fast. Peter, this
0: goes. is. I'm zero percent surprised about this, and I, I have a question leading from this. But um, a few things, you guys. One, I love Peter. Peter just got done working out. It is. It is. Let's see. 9:30 p.m. There um 6:30 my time. He has been gracious, gracious enough to hop on and he worked out before this. He went into the office just to go water the plants, pick up the mail. And so he did a little workout. So that's why in addition to just how he is, he's like so chill and I'm over here like. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, <laughs> and then I did this and I didn't close down. And it was fine. Like that's why he's like it's also his personality there. But um he slipped in there two amazing things. One, that savings. I really, truly hope that moving forward, everyone starts to understand the necessity, especially as a business owner, as a, an adult, but especially as a business owner, of having that reserve, of having, you know, five, six months in the bank so that if something happens, you're not totally and completely screwed. Now, I get it if you're just starting. And this is one of the questions I'm going to ask Peter. But if you're just starting, I get it, it's a little bit different. Um, it can be hard. You're trying to, like, get make money. But if you're like a business, you're to, you've are going been in business, like your goal, it should be to be accumulating the savings and not being living paycheck to paycheck, because if something happens, you're screwed. So you guys uh, definitely check out the episode that I did with Sandy York, um, my accountant. We talk all about profit first and things like that. Um, so I'll link that episode in the show notes. Second thing Peter said that he slipped in there, and I just want to kind of uh, touch on because this is what I was saying earlier in the intro this dude changed my life because he rents out space to other therapists. And when I first decided to go on my own, this is where I went. Uh, I rented uh, just the table in his place. And it's just such a good vibe there. And Peter, you truly changed my life. Like I wouldn't be able to do the things I did today if I hadn't been able to leave that job and be like, I'm gonna I can make money somewhere and not try to like, treat out of my living room. Like, so thank you, Peter, a million times over this, dude. You, you changed my life. Yeah, I wouldn't Hemsed say I changed your life.
1: I just kind of, I saw the writing on the wall. I was, you were way too good for what you were doing. And I, I was just like, hey, time to go solo. Dude, this,
0: this man has been pushing all of us in our in our whole class, I will say, pushing all of us to do that. I, when I first graduated, I definitely never wanted to have a business. They scare you. They're like, you're going to make no money. You're going to be working a million hours and it's going to be the worst life. And then you go and become a PT and you make no money and you're working a million hours and you're like, wait a minute, maybe I should do this for myself. Uh, but from minute number one, Peter was like, this is, I can do this. I'm going to do this. And just really, really leading the charge. So if you guys listening to this, have someone or if you are that person Keep going. If you have someone that's like that, stick with them and listen to them. Because Peter from day one was like, this is how it's going to be. So my question for you, Peter, is if this had happened like bef- a few years before, like when you were first starting, what do you think you would have done?
1: Um, Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough.
0: Yeah, right? Uh,
1: if You know, in the beginning, it's always good to have that safety net of working for a big company you know like yeah you know because totally. you're gonna have a salary uh, Mhm. Ho- hopefully they, they haven't laid you off and you know furler- furloughed you and you know make you take get uh, unemployment um, but yeah it's in the beginning that's why it's always smart to I think you know I get a lot of questions on Instagram and stuff and Uh, it's usually like a lot of like first year i just got out of school how do I start a a business and I'm always like man sometimes you just got to put your time in you know it takes a while to develop skills and to see all these different types of personalities and dealing with them and um, it takes a long time uh, to eventually kind of know how to deal with all the different types of injuries and in people. and I think it's all, it's good in the beginning and this is my personal experience. It's good in the beginning to work for a big company and you just put your time in and then eventually you know you take your courses, you you take your movement maestro breathing classes and you know you go to uh, different conferences and you just keep downloading and downloading and uh, learning and picking up little tricks here and there and then uh ah, i like that you know and then eventually you go solo right and do your own thing cuz you know you're valuable now you you know and you've been through it
0: would you recommend then when you're gonna when you're gonna jump ship and do your own thing and i don't know if your personal experience was doing it but having the financial reserves in the bank before you jump
1: yeah, you, you, you do want something. I mean, in my case, I really didn't have too much financial uh, reserves, but you don't need to for what I was doing, right? And I, mm-hmm. the reason why I set up my business the way I set it up and I'm renting space is so that other physical therapists and personal trainers can transition into doing their own thing and opening up their own office. Love it. Like, you went solo. I have two other people that all have their own practices now that aren't with me. I love that. Like yeah you know like a lot of these physical therapy offices like these big companies they're bought out by private equity like firms Mm -hmm. you know like yep we have to kind of do our own thing and you know take charge of our own profession uh
0: dude i hope and one of the biggest things that i hope comes from this uh moving forward like I need therapists. I kind of just want to be blunt and say, like, I hope the fucking system crumbles so that we can build it again. As physical therapy as relates, like, we should start to be understanding with this, like, when have during this time, right? We've been locked down for two months or whatever. People haven't been able to go necessarily to get a doctor's prescription, and yet they're, they're still going to PT and no one's fucking dying. Everyone's okay. Like, we should be pushing for more uh, direct access measures and things like that and be like, hey, yeah, we can do this. We can help these people without this crazy antiquated system. Uh, I like what Peter said there about, and this is one of the reasons I love this dude. I like what Peter said there, kind of about that stepwise progression. So, Most of the questions that I'm getting now, um, because I've kind of like niched down into the digital space, it's about people moving into the digital space. But as it relates to the brick and mortar side of things, you guys know I bring on Danny Matei, love him. Um, And here's a different voice now. We got Peter, um, and I love what he's saying, which is very similar to what Danny says in his like Jim PT blueprint is... Rent space from someone else. Like, don't you don't have to like go and like get your standalone place or some crazy overhead. It shouldn't be. That's the whole goal of doing these things is to have super super low overhead, and then spend your time treating and finding people and marketing to people and like doing legit networking before you go and sign some crazy huge lease, right? So, the fact that you know maybe you find someone out there that is like Peter, that's you know a therapist that has their own spot, and maybe you pitch that to them. I don't know. Maybe they're not doing it yet. Um, If they are, then obviously you can just ask them. But if they're not, then you pitch to them like, hey, could I rent space and and X, Y, and Z? Uh, So that you have that stepwise progression. Because one of the things that we're seeing is is people living outside and beyond their means. And then things like this happen. And it's like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? So I would love to see moving forward. We look at things from that business perspective because I know a lot of people are, are getting inspired right now and they're kind of like, oh man, like I've got the itch now. I see how it could be better, which is great. So take that and be smart with it. You know, if you're starting your own thing, maybe don't quit your full-time job. Uh, don't burn the ships, you know, keep, keep that side, that, that side job as long as you can and get some reserves and then go and, and, you take that leap because like Peter said earlier in the episode and, uh, I'll link, um uh oh my god what's his name tim woo's uh, socal bike pt his episode where he just talks about you know necessity and how when sometimes you're in those situations it, it just breeds so much creativity and such a work ethic um so there's definitely time a place for that um and you definitely need to have that i think if you want to succeed but let's think about setting yourself up for success peter what are you thinking about opening up again
1: um well, uh, in New York City right now is uh, a lot of the rates are going down. There's, you know, we're the curve is uh, decreasing, uh, quote unquote. So I think in the next two weeks, uh, we'll see how everything goes maybe towards the end of May when, it, you know, it really depends on testing, right? Like we have to have mass mm-hmm. testing and identify people who have uh, the coronavirus Um and just kind of like figure out where it's all coming from and do contact tracing. Uh, you know, th- in the news, I'm hearing that they're t- developing a 15 minute test
0: mm-hmm. right now.
1: That's a, a yep. it's a different way of testing. So, you know, I think the future in my mind is going to be like, I'm going to have to get tested. I'm like, you know, each week maybe. And I'm like, Oh, I'm negative. And then my yeah, patients okay. all have to be tested and, they're like, oh, I'm negative or, you know, and then maybe there's some new study that shows that antibodies actually do protect you. Uh, And then, you know, we could get the ball rolling. Uh, But the good news is, I know there's a study in New York City right now, where a significant amount of the new uh, positive cases are uh, just regular people, you know, self sheltering in place and not really like the uh, hospital workers and the frontline mm-hmm, workers. Mm-hmm. So it shows that PPE is actually, you know, useful works. and works. So yeah. I think that's a positive sign as well of reopening. Right? If we all wear masks and then we uh, kind of like protect ourselves. New York City is a little tricky though because the subway. Um, yep. I think that's going to be the tricky part. And also. Where I am located, I'm located like amongst all these big banks and the Federal Reserve and, and things like that. So a lot of people commute and then see me and mm-hmm. then they go home. But since they're working from home, uh, it might be a little bit slower in the beginning, but we'll see. You know, I do. I went to my office today. Man, I miss it. I, I like, uh, you know, I had a telehealth session yesterday, too, and I really miss treating and being around my patients. It's uh it, it, I, I didn't think I would, but I was like, whoa, that felt yes. good, you know?
0: Yeah. Have you been doing much telehealth, Pete?
1: Here and there. Uh, It's not like, you know, I'm not like jam-packed. I would say like three a yeah. week or something like that or two a okay. week, sometimes oh. once a week. But uh, yeah, not that much. I'm actually, a lot of my time has been uh, <laughs> me uh, volunteering at my family uh, business <laughs> right now. So yes. I haven't really had time and it just zaps energy from you. doing that kind of work but uh
0: (laughs) can you talk a little bit more about what you and this is gonna be totally a guess but what do you think those interactions are gonna be like when you open up and do you think people are gonna want to come back like what are you thinking about touch and touching people and like what are you thinking
1: yeah um yeah, I think if we have the masks on and hand sani everything <laughs> and you know, Lysol everything down, I think we'll be okay. I I think it really comes down to the testing, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: just kind of getting the numbers a lot lower. It's uh Yeah. This is I, you know, it's... Are you worried about
0: your business at all? Doesn't sound like it.
1: Am I worried about my business? Uh I mean, you're as a business owner, you're always worried about your business, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, um, no, you know, I'm I'm really blessed to have like a really small operation that does really well. I have everything I need. It's very like uh, streamlined and Mm -hmm. it's it's, for a small space in New York City in a good neighborhood. um, You know, I really like my location. Uh, so I'm not super worried because, you know, I'm also like not going to go out and buy a Bentley, you know, like I don't have like <laughs> <laughs> car payments up the, you know, I drive yes. a, a Honda CRV, you know, and <laughs> keep it moving. Wow, um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you just kind of live, you know, below your means and, you know, just ride this storm out and hopefully, uh, come out the other end and, you know, people are gonna need your, you know, w- People always need physical therapy, right? Exactly. Like they're always going to need exactly. it. Maybe even more now, right? The the population is getting yep. more unhealthy and unhealthy. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's crazy. Like one thing that I, I'm i learning a lot, my experience uh, working at my family business, which is like the supermarket produce kind of like store, I'm learning so much about human behavior and just like the American diet. You know the thing, because I'm Ugh. I'm a bag boy, so I'm bagging groceries. That's all what they
0: have you doing, Peter. I'm
1: a ba- I'm a jack of all trades. I uh, I'm a Swiss Army knife. There, I'm doing everything. I'm doing <laughs> deliveries. Uh, you know, I'm just trying wow. to help out because they are you know pretty uh, busy right now. So yeah, I'm just seeing wow. how people eat. Uh, you know, and the dependence on, on uh, you know like. The amount of cigarettes I see people buying—it's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of as a like a physical therapist and just like a health professional, medical professional. I'm just like, oh my god, you know, like.
0: <laughs> and huh? Man. For real though, Peter, I walked in like when this all popped off. I remember going in the grocery store and was just like, "Ronda's not going to get you. Diabetes yeah. is going to kill your yeah. ass." I see yeah. it. Like what you could just see in the shopping carts yeah. and like what was missing, what was gone, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, flip side of that, though, um, I'm really excited about the fact that, like, barbells and dumbbells and kettlebells are sold out everywhere. Like, that's a good thing to me. Hopefully, people are using them. I don't know. Yeah. But the fact that they're sold out, I'm like, all right, maybe people, some people somewhere uh, do actually care about things. but. You know, circling back to what you said, I think it's just so reassuring to hear that. And I love that. And I think it's a really good reminder for people like people are going to always need physical therapy. Like this is, you know, marketing one one you have a skill set, you have a solution to problems that people are always going to have. Um, and then circling back one more time and just really like underlining this and, and highlighting it, like. Living below your means and operating costs below your means there is so important. Like, it's it's like, from you know, from Peter's story here, it's like almost the key to longevity there. Like, setting yourself, setting yourself up for success by living under your means, not by like, you know, buying all this flashy stuff and trying to get people that way and then being like, oh my God, I can barely pay for this. But just like being really freaking good at what you do. And being really smart going into it, I, I just I love that you know we have a guy on here that's in the financial district. It says his rent is not one dollar, and he's like, yeah, it's it's going to be okay. This is actually is really to me really comforting to hear. I want to tie that into the question I had of him a long time ago. In terms of marketing, Peter, Peter the bag boy. In terms of marketing, <laughs> you you have such a broad like some variety of people that you treat. How, you said you got, you know, you're working with, with some dance dancers and things like that. Like, how do you get your people now?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it, a lot of my marketing is word of mouth, right? I don't mm-hmm. really, you know, I have a couple of doctors that I have a relationship with, but that's because like a patient would tell their, you know, primary care physician like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that neck problem that I had. Yeah, this guy, you know, over here helped me he's really good. You should send everyone there. And then, you know, it's all word of mouth. And you know, I've been in business, it's six years now, right? Like this month, my office, I've been open for six years. And in that six years, you, you, you know, you, you put out good work, quality work, people are going to start telling like, I, tr- I treat families, I treat, like, husbands, wives, like brothers, mm-hmm. sisters. It's crazy, you know, and it's just so, it's so interesting to see that that chain of like, oh, you knew this patient and this patient sent you here and then this person told this person and it's just, you know, if you put out quality, I think people like look for it, right? People are going to look for yes. quality work and then they're just going to tell people, and, you know, and New York's a very like I know, I have a guy type of city, mm-hmm. you know, so <clears throat> I'm that guy, you know, it's like, oh, you hurt your knee. I got a guy, you know, oh my <laughs>
0: goodness. He, Peter's saying it, you guys, this is why I brought him on. He's saying it. For the brick and mortar, which I think is going to be so big going back. Like, yes, I am all about the digital space. If You want help with the digital world? You want to expand and whatever? I will help you. But we have to remember, for all my PTs out there that do like treating, who are, you know, quarantined right now and really missing their patients and missing their calling and being like, I can't do what I was born to do. Like, you guys are feeling like that and you're, you're you know, itching to get back. If this is you, I want you to listen to things that he's saying about being remarkable, right? Just do really good work. There will always be a market for quality service, always. And that's gonna be something that's super huge. The other day I was actually thinking, I was like, what would I do if like the internet died? Cause that's like my business, like that's where I love being. I'm like, I would have to like go and treat again and like do stuff locally, like cry. But the same principles are, are in effect there, right? Do remarkable work. There will always be a market for quality service. And notice, he did not say this thing happened overnight. He's been in practice, by the way, congrats, Peter. Thank you. uh, For almost six years. So it takes time, but it's so true. When you do good work, people take note. They notice it. They tell somebody else. And that's like one of the hugest compliments when someone sends you their family member. Because that means they they really trust you. In terms of... I guess because you're brick and mortar. So you just see, is there anyone you don't see or any kind of stuff you don't um, see Peter that
1: you're like, uh, ah, yeah. this is not like my ha- thing. hand surgeries usually. No, you know, like mm-hmm. I do <laughs> carpal tunnel. I'll do, you know, certain like scar massage on, on hands mm-hmm. and things like that. But yeah, I usually kind of, uh, you know, try to get them like a hand specialist somewhere yes. in midtown yes. or something like that. Um, uh, But yeah, I see, you know, once you know the human body, like SFMA and Mm -hmm. just kind of like all these other systems and you develop your own little system, uh, you know, you could kind of see everyone. You just have to understand their goals, the the way that the patient likes to learn, their personality, you know, and, uh, you know, and that's, I think that comes from experience, you know, like I just treated, you know, like someone with CrossFit, I'm going to give them like... You know, like exercises, kind of like, you know, the workout of the day, yeah. you know, but like mm-hmm. someone who's sedentary, maybe I'll give them two and be like, just do these two. You'll see the difference. And, you know, and just kind of <laughs> you don't want to overwhelm them, you know, and that that that's, you know, once you've been in once you start learning uh, like what works, what doesn't, you know, you get you just kind of know, you know.
0: This is, this is the essence of Peter. He is one giant soft skill and it's so apparent and he's always been like that. Um, So he's sounding more refined now, but honestly, he's been like this from the jump where he pays attention. I don't know. Maybe that's his like street smarts from being from New York, from being from New York. I don't know. But he's able to look at people and listen to them and be like, this is how they learn. This is what resonates with them. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to talk like that. I'm going to give them exercises like that. This is what resonates with the other person. Okay, this is what we're going to focus on. This is what we're going to do today. And that's treatment. That's successful treatment. Really good treatment. One-oh-one. And like Peter said, that is something that takes time. And you have to be cognizant of that and be consciously working on that as you move forward. It's one of the things I've been saying about telehealth and one of the benefits um, for me I've been I've been been doing virtual assessments for like five years and I've always felt that it makes you a better clinician because it makes you a better listener you have to watch other things ask better questions and really listen and see how can I connect with this person when I can't just default to touch so these are all things I want you to take back with you or take with you wherever you're going doing uh, and think about in terms of really creating that remarkable product. I remember when I first uh, started renting space from Pete uh, and he was just like, you know, I don't, want to, I don't want to... But actually, I think it was before then. He was just talking about like his office and what he wanted to have in there. He's got a squat rack and he's got room on the floor to like, you know, roll around. Um, but he was like, I don't want to have a clock. And it was really interesting to hear him talk about this. It was something I never thought about. But just, you know, how that can put, you know, if big certain kinds of clocks on the wall and things like that and how it puts... You know, changes people's focus on things and creates the different, totally different, envi- and totally different environment and atmosphere. And these are things that Peter was aware of from minute number one. So, when you guys are going back, or if you're thinking about starting a, a place or whatever, this is just such valuable information to take with you. you you're gonna go back to uh, BJJ, Peter.
1: Uh, I, you know, I miss it so much. Uh, it was kind of like my. I think all like the pent up stress you get living in New York City, you got to you get to kind of like wrestle it out, you know, in BJJ. (laughs) But I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's the best and quickest, safest way to get back to it. Uh, And I know everyone, everyone in the BJJ, like forums on Reddit and stuff, they're all going crazy. Like, when is it time? How do we do it? I know a couple of guys in my school. They have uh they they have the antibodies and had the coronavirus already so mm-hmm. they've been I think secretly meeting
0: yeah I'm sure because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is uh <laughs> sure. it is a uh, an addiction kind of you know like yeah it, uh, totally you know, I'm pretty sure crossFit is too you'll see like exactly you know, I'm
0: seeing all my people that are, like they've already yeah. they've either quarantined together yeah. or they've just been like we're going to take a chance and work out together. Yeah. Like, it, absolutely. Yeah,
1: like I have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like, you know, training partners. that they, They'll hurt their shoulder and put their hand in their belt and still practice. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know, like, it's like, you know, I hurt my shoulders. I'm just going to put it in my belt. And, you know, and I'm just like, what What are you doing? I'm just going to use my legs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's so That's tr- it's crossfit right. no? like i have I messed my body i'm like uh, but you know i get I? it
1: i get it you know it's like yeah. we live in such a lonely world right now like we don't have tribes yeah. anymore and yes to have that tribe is, is everything yes you know it's everything yes. new york city we have like nine million people in this small space but everyone is so lonely You know, it's Mm -hmm. one of my biggest things that I preach to all my patients is that they have to find a tribe or a little community. You know, because what are you going to be friends with your your coworker? You know, and then you can't like be your true self because, you know, they might snitch on your boss or something. I don't know. (laughs) You know, you don't want to be friends with your coworkers. You got to find that little, you know, other, you know, like community where you could just kind of be your weird self, do your own thing, and everyone's weird like you. And uh, it's nice. You know, we're all tribal people, right? 200 years yes. of our genetics. It hasn't yes. changed, you know?
0: Yes. You guys, I, if you follow me on social media, I posted this a while ago. Um, but there's a great book called Tribe uh, by Sebastian Younger. But it, his, his last name is J-U-N-G-E-R, but it's pronounced Younger. I'll link that in the show notes for you. Really, really applicable to modern day circumstances really really applicable and honestly just everything that peter's saying and hitting it on the head and i think it's a lot of what we're seeing and why things are struggling actually we're struggling with getting through the pandemic because of a lack of tribe and a lack of you know belonging to something bigger and therefore being willing to put that thing that's bigger before yourself um so definitely check that out what about travel peter would you? Are you going to get back to that? Are you scared about that? I'm not
1: scared about it. As long as the testing is there and the vaccines, um, you know, probably out of the country traveling, I might not do. But also, I mm-hmm. went on a big trip, so I'm kind of jaded. Like, You're I big, don't want to take yeah. a flight, like, in a, in a while. But I do want yeah. to, like, you know, I do my yearly camping trip, uh, you know. Let's I, I want to travel the U.S., you know, <laughs> go on a little road trips. I think those are cool. Uh, to do right now Uh, not right now but in a little bit yeah Um, Yeah, but yeah I think traveling is so important Uh, I think you learn so much every time I travel it it, I feel like it changes me you know like I'm not the Mm -hmm. same person after Uh, I think uh, it's important I think everyone should do it 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 always surprises me when people don't travel you know
0: dude and it's such a U.S. thing though yeah like you go to other countries and that's like especially like you know I was in Australia and the, because they have to travel to, like, get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> there's just, like, a thing. Like, you just do it from when you're young, and there's so many people you meet here that have, like, never left, like, their hometown. And you're like, what?
1: Yeah. You learn so much. You learn so much how blessed you are, but you also learn yes. that, like, other cultures yes. have these great, beautiful, like, amazing things, and they do it better sometimes. And it's mm-hmm. like, why don't we have that, you know? And then you just kind of, you know, it gives you confidence, too, right? The, the more you travel, the better you get at it and uh the more open-minded you become and then i I don't know i think it's uh it's so healthy
0: Uh, spot on i'm glad to hear that i I know that i'm definitely looking forward to being able to go places and and travel but travel for fun and not just to work and obviously traveling uh i'll give it a little bit of time now that i got meaustral with me but definitely looking to be able to do even just you know, more explorations of this coast. Like I, I, I've driven the country, I've driven the coast, but to go and do more of it, like there's great things here, guys. Actually, I got an episode for you. Um, I did an episode with Travel Couple. Um, they go by Romaroo. Um, it's Colette and Scott Stoller. I will link that in the show notes. That is a really phenomenal episode. Uh, just to get you in the mindset about travel and and travel locally and wherever you want to go, um, so that's a phenomenal resource. Actually, the two of them. So, I will link that in the show notes.
1: Yeah, and Peter, I'm
0: looking at the time. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's go. just
1: a great opportunity now to kind of do the things that you always wanted to do but never did. You know, it's like, like
0: I, th- I hope beyond all hopes that people come out of this this time this Rona time and change things, you know, for the better, and they get rid of the things that they didn't want there, and and they do the things that they were like, ah, do it later, realizing that, like, now is the time, it's not about doing later, setting themselves up so that they can do those things, Um, and I know growing up, I didn't really want to travel, and then I started traveling for work and, and loved it, so when that is allowed, again, guys, hopefully, hopefully this time apart is making you want to be more together, uh, and whether that's well spending more time with your friends, you know, or spending more time with your family and, yeah. and creating experiences, like I know that I'm really excited to do that. I'm excited to like go out to eat. Like, <laughs> I'm like super excited. Just like go out and like see people and yeah. be with my friends yeah. and be out and create those experiences. I don't need to buy anything. Just yeah. I want to travel with you.
1: Where are we going? Yeah, we should go, dude.
0: You know how I am. I, I don't know if I'm ready to travel, Peter. <laughs> is wild and also <laughs> i don't know if peter's as bougie as i yeah. am so <laughs>
1: yeah i try to live like a local that's my exactly. kind of like goal you know i think uh you know the great late anthony bourdain kind of uh you know oh, i just want to travel like him you know Absolutely. it's kind of like I, how i, I want I... to. Do <laughs> i'll meet you i'll stay in the, like, the next hotel <laughs> yeah i've definitely been to some sketchy places uh exactly i'm
0: like that's why peter feels changed i don't know if i I need that i survived that you know like uh (laughs)
1: everything is good this water is amazing (laughs) everything is amazing i I almost died (laughs)
0: Uh, it's so good to talk to you absolutely just wanted to talk to you but also like for me, as an outsider, you know, I might say outsider, like, I'm not in New York City. And I've, that's really the, the biggest place that I've been worried about. I have, you know, friends through Instagram and stuff around the world. And I've been checking in with, you know, people in Spain, people in Italy. But I've been so worried about New York City. And it's been really nice to speak to, to you and another, you know, you guys listening may not know. Like, I lived in New York City for nine years. So it has a very special place in my heart. Um, but it's been, it's really nice to hear you and your story right now and your outlook on things and you know you have a business you do this stuff and just your disposition and and it's part of the reason i do pot it's part of the reason that i do podcasts because you can hear the person you can really feel them and it, you just give off a really nice sense of safety and security and like it's gonna be okay so thank you for that peter that's really like no problem this is nice to hear thank really? you for
1: yeah. doing you know having a voice for physical therapists you know, I, I think, who does this for us? I don't know. I think just you. I don't know. You're, you're the pioneer. <laughs> I'm
0: going to say that. I'm going to say just
1: me. Just you. <laughs> I, I love this. I, I, I'm very proud of what you've become, you know? It's I like we were just like in a little lunchroom in NYU just being like, oh, right? man, what are we going to do when we grow up? <laughs> you know, now. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it is.
0: It's so, I think about yeah. that. Like It feels like it was yesterday, yeah. like
1: but, going to the computer lab and like shit didn't print. And yeah. I'm like, wow. But I think that's great, you know, for all the new physical therapists and personal trainers and athletic trainers out there. You know, like we basically started like little fetuses, like in a lunchroom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) exactly (laughs) I remember you like me, like, I'm going to talk to Dr. Rao. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's so true i talk about that all the time when i telling like my story like yeah. she was like go and talk to these other people because i was like i hate my life yeah. i made the wrong decision I was Like
1: it's gonna be okay just chill out like, you know and uh, <laughs> look look you know like i think if we like went back in time and like came into that lunchroom we would have been like hey guys this is what's gonna be like and then we would have been like that's cool you know it's such
0: you know the thing is and like that's why again I thank you I I really felt and feel like you're such a visionary like for me I know a lot of the stress I had then was because I couldn't see it nobody else was doing it and I feel like for you you were like no one's doing it and that's even more reason to do it like there wasn't a million people with their own practices. Like, it's like a thing now, of I becoming mean, a thing. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have access to people like via, you know, just a DM or a tweet away. It was like, no if you happen no to Instagram. shadow someone, yeah. there, it didn't
1: exist. No.
0: Like, or it, it kind of existed, I think, but we just weren't on it in, in capacity. We aren't like, it wasn't, it was used for filters. That's what Instagram was for, is for making <laughs> filters for pictures. We had the Magic Hand so, Summit, though. We did. Yeah. That, that was it. So you guys listening, one of the things we did um, and we had it at Peter's place. I remember he had Peter got you know, and certified. He's always up like up on the new stuff. Um, and we just got a bunch of us together from our class, a handful of us. And we would just talk about the stuff we were learning. So we, we would study together when we were in school. But then after we graduated, it was like, how do we keep learning things? And like everyone's taking different continuing ed and working in different settings and Peter hosted a, a Magic Hand Summit and I got grassed on my Achilles, so I remember that. I'm just kind of sharing the things that we were learning. Yeah. Like so you guys out there do that. You don't have to sign up for like a million dollar mastermind. Like just ask your friends to meet up.
1: Yeah. And th- those would go long like 3 hours. Yes. Yeah, and towards the end, yes. you know, six beers I think uh, it was it was <laughs> it wasn't good towards the end. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but those were actually like that's where I learned so much like you know like someone would be like oh that's how you hip hinge and I'm like what's a hip hinge I'll yeah. write it down and yeah. then like research it like who's this yes. guy great cook I'm yeah. gonna look exactly. him up I don't yeah. know what is he talking about I'm gonna pretend I know but I'm gonna look him up later you know and <laughs> those were so uh, powerful and we were such nerds I loved yes. it that was dude so great. there was
0: like powerpoints involved in this like it was (laughs) like a thing it was the thing but it was so helpful like you guys listening i really really feel like you know i hope that the good that comes out of things like like the stuff that's happening right now corona like get together locally get together with your friends you have the power of digital the internet things like that and corona is definitely highlighting the value of virtual stuff but use what you have right there, whether that's networking to find your patients and clients, you know, just the people that are around you, or to learn and grow your business. Like, you have people right there. There may be a train right away, a car right away, maybe they're next door. I don't really know, but they're right there. I totally forgot about them. or forgot to bring that up. Those things were, were great, man. So good. Before I let you go, Peter... I got two things. One, you guys listening, Peter does mentoring. Um, he said it before. Uh, he gets a lot of questions because he does more with the brick and mortar thing. Um, he's not like the gym PT guy. Um, so he has a different niche and he's really freaking good at it, clearly. Um, so if people are interested in reaching out to you, how can they do that? Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, they could find me on Instagram at resetpt underscore dpt and just uh, send me a DM and then we could talk and... Uh, you know, I'm a, I answer all my DMs because Shante told me to in our uh, digital uh, <laughs> class, uh, marketing class, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I <love it. laughs> He's not wrong though. People answer
0: all of your damn DMs. It's very important. Yeah. You'd answer the phone. It's the same thing. So amazing. That will be in the show notes, friends. But that's gonna be reset pt underscore dpt get a little dope logo on there man i just even think about the logo like peter's helped out so much he this guy's a pioneer i remember being like how do you get a logo made and he was like you can use these company and then i went back and forth and i was like wow and then he got a banner made and he put it on the wall it's like a whole thing
1: yeah just
0: uh, you're ahead of your time Peter. you're ahead of your time trying
1: i'm trying all right
0: i mean you're thriving you're not trying you're doing the damn thing before i let you go i gotta i end it with the same question for everyone what would you like to leave the people with?
1: Um, I want to leave the people. You know, we just have to weather the storm. I think if we could weather the storm, everything will be okay. But in the meantime, you know, like you've said, fix your nets, right? When there's a storm out That's it. at sea, we got to fix our nets. And, you know, it's time to kind of upgrade yourself. It's not a time to watch Tiger King and uh, drink beer all night although that's fun but you know like branch out and do other things right now I'm learning about the stock market you know I always wanted to Ooh. but I never had the opportunity to uh, I still don't know what what it is but uh you know I'm, I'm learning and uh you know and just work on your little side projects and remember you know you only you only live once right so you know you wanna you want to live for yourself
0: it man ah, so so good this is why i brought him on this is why i brought him on peter thank you thank you this has been awesome this is like i said just hugely there's a ton of information delivered but for me uh, there's a lot of comfort in this episode so thank you for just weathering the storm you're you are in the i'm like right now imagining truman the truman show and when he's like (laughs) in the freaking thing and they're like more and you're just like chilling peter's like i got this This it's cool so
1: thank you for i can't control it right what's the point of being all getting all uh you're anxious right just kind of control what you control it's been so so chill i love it thank you
0: peter truly thank you no problem thank you You guys listening, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are both endlessly appreciative. I am not going to ask for any likes. I'm not going to ask for any subscribes or anything like that. I'm going to ask that if this episode resonated with you, you reach out to someone and say hello. I want more connection. That could be you go outside and wave to your neighbor. That could be you call up someone you haven't spoken to in a long time. You send an email. I don't care. Just connect with someone. I'm really hoping this time apart really drives us, motivates us to work on being better together. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Dr. Peter Wang and Maestro.